and, and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. Bless the day, Pearl Jam faithful. My name is Regina R. from Little O. Bakersfield, California. It's time for the Single Podcast Theory Weekly Sermon with the ministers Brad and Brad. Glory be and amen. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You are listening to Single Podcast Theory. I am Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. <laughs> Did you just, like, run to the other room? Yeah, yes. Literally? Okay. No, I'm on the other, other side of my studio trying to find something because I, I wasn't ready. Oh, God. I'm good. Keep going. Um, I will, <laughs> while Brad finds whatever he's looking for, uh, we are an all podcast. And I'm Brad Blazek, ready to go. <laughs> we are an all Pearl Jam podcast if you're just joining us for the first time. Uh, and if you're listening, I'm assuming you know that. But, uh, yeah, we cover a range of topics. Cover shows, cover albums, cover songs, uh, bands that are connected to Pearl Jam in some way. Um, so if it's your first time, welcome. Glad you're listening. Um, how you doing, bud? You, you all situated over there? I Now I am 100% ready. And that thing I always forget until like halfway through the show and then I'm scrambling, yeah. I didn't forget this time. That's cool. So I'm ready. I love that it's, it's like... Uh, I don't know. It's like the universe conspiring <clears throat> so that every time, because it's not like we literally like dial each other up, just say hi and then start recording. Right. I mean, we, we have a conversation beforehand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yep. then we'll kind of like wrap it up and then I'm like, you ready? And, he'll, <laughs> and then I hear, yeah. And I go, and I take the breath before I start to say the intro and then I hear, Oh wait, or there's just laughter out of nowhere, or this is my favorite one because I just heard, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> and I went ahead and went with it, and then I hear yeah. your voice echoing from a different place. It's crazy because all week I do like worry and like I'm anxious about like. I call it homework. Like, I got to do homework. I got to do homework. Mm-hmm. And I want to be, because I want to be ready. Because one time early on, like, I didn't do homework. Yeah. And I felt like I almost called you. I think I told you this at the time, but like, I almost called you and was like, dude, we can't release that episode. I was so <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh. So, since, since then, I'm like, oh my God, I got to get all this shit done. And then I I do, I do it, and I get it done, and we sit down, and I'm like, I am fucking ready. And then there's always, like, one little thing that I forget. And this time, I didn't forget it. That's but great, man. I, there, I was something, there was something else that I forgot. So all your attention went to the thing that you usually forget, and then you forgot the other thing that you needed. Right. Right. Man, you got to spread that attention around, man. It's hard, mm. though. I'm the same way. I I say goodbye to the fam and walk out the door 
probably upwards of three times back and forth from the door to our house to my car. Yeah. uh, Because I get out there and, oh, I forgot uh, my phone. Come back, get back to the car again. Oh, I forgot my, yeah, whatever it is. And then I'm finally like, oh, God, I don't have my keys. (laughs) And they just look at me like, what are you? What is wrong with you? If I had my phone, I would just call them and be like, can you bring my keys out to me? Yeah, well, but then I'd have to make three <laughs> phone calls of the three things yeah. that I forgot just sitting on my ass in my car. And then it's like they don't answer. It's like, I know you're in there. I just saw you. Answer <laughs> But they the phone. also know that I've forgotten everything I need. Yeah. It's just the way my brain works, unfortunately. Well, like you said, like we, we don't just pick up the phone and start talking. Like my wife... At first, when we would do this, I'm like, okay, we're going to go record. I'd come in here. We'd talk for half an hour. I'd go outside. She's like, oh, are you done? I'm like, no, we didn't start yet. (laughs) Come back in, call you up. Okay, this is what we're going to do for emails. 20 minutes later, go back out. Oh, now are you done? No, dear. (laughs) We haven't started yet. This is a process. Yeah. So now she just looks at me as I walk past. They know the deal. Yeah. Now she knows. All right, well, um, yeah, episode 47. 48. Oh, is it 48? Oh, my God, you're right, it is 48. Yeah, yes. Getting close to 50, my friend. Yeah. That's weird. Doesn't feel like 50. Does it to you? No. No. I was just thinking about this because um, actually there's a dude that's a listener of ours named Travis Hay. Uh Uh-huh. And he um, he also does a Pearl Jam podcast, but it's it's not like weekly. It's very sporadic, and right. he's he's just doing. We talked about him before. He's uh-huh. doing it um, with a buddy of his specifically for the Home and Away shows. Oh, nice! And I th- I think the podcast is called the Anywhere Shows. Okay. Um, and he just did one with Chris Friel. You know who that is? Why do I know the name? He's a drummer. Um, and he's, I think he was in, yeah, he was in Shadow. Oh, okay. With Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the band is called Goodness. Okay. Um, but he's buddies with Travis. Oh, cool. And they, they interviewed him on the show this past week. But what I was getting at is that at the very end of the show, they gave Single Podcast Theory a shout out. Oh, nice. And he, he, he mentioned to Chris that like, we've done like 50 shows. And I'm like, no, we haven't done. And I'm like, holy shit, like we, yeah, we're we're almost at 50. Like it doesn't even make sense. That's crazy, man. And then I was like, well, 50, like 50 weeks, 52 weeks in a year. Like I know there's been a few bonus episodes, but sure. uh, yeah, we're almost coming up on a year of doing this. That's insane. It just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like that. Well, and it hasn't even been a year and, you know, maybe this will be an unintentional segue, but what i mean we're we've definitely broken a hundred thousand downloads already and yes that's to you know all the people that are hearing my voice right now a big thank you to you know it's not just about emailing in i'm just thankful that you guys listen at all so yeah i um, appreciate it definitely didn't expect to hit a uh milestone number like that so quickly so really yeah. appreciate it it's very cool yeah man and hey more important than that i got a new bro out of the deal who brad blazik oh yeah you dude 
<laughs> can you? I mean, I'm sorry. This is the last time I'll say it for a few episodes, but now maybe it's because we're getting close to our like fifty, you know, one year mark and our fiftieth mm-hmm. episode or whatever. Um, the fact that we just like didn't know each other at all <laughs> and just like it's, jumped it's, into this, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We yeah. had like one and a half phone conversations before right. the first time we recorded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it's been crazy, dude. Yeah. But it's, we'll relive yeah. all that nostalgia in uh, in some coming episodes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's do. Uh, are we ready for some email action? Sure. Oh, uh, I, I feel I kind of hate well, doing this. Oh. Sorry. Were you about to say something? No. Oh. Uh, we. I don't think we've done it last few episodes until the very end. But just if you do want to email in, because we. Try and read as many emails as we can every week. Um, you could email us. The address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com, and we're on all the social media stuff. So you can just search us and find us. That's all I wanted to say. So first up, we've got Pearl Jam Storytime. Good evening. This is uh, Storytellers. We are here to tell stories. We just have friends up here that are listening to stories. Have I got a little story for you? This is the true story. And it's Blazers Week. So who you got? Uh, Steven wrote in. Um... Because he he actually went to London to see Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. so I think I think I asked. I've I've been telling everybody that's emailing us like we're we're going to such and such show, and I'm like, we want to hear about it because I love hearing like reviews from people. So sure, Stephen writes in, what's happening, two bees? Hope all is well. Loved hearing Brad L talk about Jason Isbell this week. Saw him for the first time this year, and he was incredible live. What a talent. Um, is Jason Isbell, was he in Drive-By Truckers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Those dudes, um, when I lived in Muscle Shoals, mm-hmm. they were like just coming up, like they were like a local bar band. Oh, I bet. Like we would, I would see flyers like all over town for those dudes. Well, Patterson Hood. So, yeah. All those dudes. So... Pearl Jam came to London this week. What a strange week it's been. Mm-hmm. London night one was so good, probably because it's been four years since they were in the UK. They could have played Pilot 19 times, and I'd still have loved it. Um, I got really decent seats right by the stage on Stoneside, so I was able to stay in the pub for a bit to watch a bit of the opening game of England in the World Cup. Are you... Are, is that... Do you know what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. Soccer? <laughs> No, I know. I know. I don't mean football. I don't follow it's it. football, right? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, the set list was a classic night one set list. A lot of old faithfuls and a few curveballs here and there to keep us seasoned showgoers interested. Highlights for me were Of the Girl, Brain of Jay, Deep, Love Boat Captain, You Are, Parting Ways, Sleeping by Myself, and Footsteps. I got Love Boat Captain for the first time with an amazing jam on a riff from from the song to open. Did I say that right? Let me start this again. <laughs> I got Love Boat Captain for the first time with an amazing jam on a riff from the from the song to open. I still fucked it up. Nope, that's anyway. exactly what was written. Okay. You got it. Yeah, but I feel like I'm not saying it like with the right tone. 
You, yeah, okay. <laughs> I th- yeah, it's worded a little <laughs> strangely. Like No, dude, the- it's not him. It's okay. not him. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm hands off, dude. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Read the email. Uh, yeah, well, Brad Lyons, producer extraordinaire, is going to drop that amazing jam on the riff from the song to open right here. <laughs> cool man hell yeah um so he goes on deep is always so good to hear brain of jay ripped and you are was my song of the night dude that would be my song too Mm -hmm. seeing the band jamming out on that and matt cameron loving having his tune played was an incredible sight really took on a whole different life hearing that played live and brad lines producer extraordinaire is going to play uh we're going to play the little little bit of Eddie kind of introducing Matt Cameron and you are right here. Okay. Real nice. <laughs> Matt fucking Cameron, dude. MFC. 
Yeah. Okay. Parting Ways was perfect, and Footsteps was as good as ever. And here's a few notes from the show. Uh, we we were we. Mm. <laughs> we oh, were man. sad. Are we gonna be struggling two weeks in a row? <laughs> no, dude. Uh, hey, I think we're already off to a good start, me and you, personal-wise. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if I can't talk. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm going to, I'm going to edit on the fly. How about that? Okay. We were sitting about 10 yards behind Jimmy Page, who sat by the side of the stage on Stone's side for the whole first set. He left just before the first encore and never returned. He either had some drugs to take backstage or he had to get home to watch Downton Abbey. Amazing watching him watch Pearl Jam and clearly loving it. Dude, that's, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I, I mean... Oh, Jimmy God. Page. I'm pretty sure I saw a picture, um, probably on Pearl Jam's Instagram or Twitter or something. With, I think it was Mike, Mike and Eddie with Jimmy Page, like after the show. Pretty, I don't know. That would be fucking. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I saw one of uh, Cameron and and Jimmy too. I think. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I don't know where I saw it, but. Yeah, it's it's out there. Unbelievable. During Black. And because of Eddie Vedder's voice issues, I saw him behind the drum riser drop into a yoga pose called the child's pose and stay there for about two to three minutes whilst bang, whilst Mike banged out the solo. <laughs> Fucking A, man. He looked... He looked... <laughs> yeah, I can relate. He looked like he was really struggling and needed some time out. Maybe I need some time out. Do you know what the child's pose is? Can I, can I get into it? Yeah, do it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> right. Okay. You, you lay on your it. side I, in the fetal position with your thumb in your I, mouth. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, he looked like he was really struggling and needed some time out. I pretty much called it then that it looked like he wouldn't be good for night two, and I was right. I guess we didn't mention this. We recorded before they canceled night two yeah, right. of London. So... Uh, that I mean, well, he goes on to say, which I agree. I'm really sad about night two. I felt so bad for everyone who had traveled, especially those who weren't going to both nights and were only making one show. Dude, that would suck. Yeah, so bad. I, I mean, I, I, I understand if people are angry. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, but man, it would just be heartbreaking to to go to go and the show gets canceled. Yeah. You know. Well, and it um, sucks too that you know. Unfortunately, a lot of times, uh, saying there's vocal problems is just the cheap way out of someone who parties too hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in this case, like, you want him to take the time off if he needs to because yeah. he pushes it too hard, and you won't ever hear him sing again. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's old, but he's not 22 anymore. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Yeah. Did I? Did you watch Rockin' in the Free World from London that I sent you? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think I, I sent it, and I was like, "Dude, Eddie is struggling." And you, you replied. You said, "I don't know if I can watch it." Oh right. But it's, yeah, I never it's did. out there. It was the last song from London was Rockin' in the Free World, and. He is. I mean, he's out there giving it his all, but you can tell he's losing his voice, and it's just like, oh, you feel so bad for the guy. Yeah, no you know? shit. 
Um, on a very selfish and personal note, I was a bit relieved that it was postponed as I'm not 21 anymore and seeing Pearl Jam is so exhausting so I could do with a month's break between shows. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'd rather... this this what you were just saying. I'd rather see Pearl Jam giving 100%, 100% and being healthy than doing a half-arsed show, he's British, and possibly ruining the entire rest of the tour. Yep, it's true, man. So... Um, and he says he still has Barcelona and the rescheduled London show to go, so he'll let us know how those go. Hell yeah. Have a good week and talk soon. Steve. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate yeah, it, dude. dude. Thank you. Thanks for the update. All right, I've got one uh, from our good friend John Ferrar. He says, uh, referring to last week, um, Brads, I like the informal theme this week. Even if Brad B. did get high and talk about humans from 500 mil- million years ago for 45 minutes, I felt like I was back in my college dorm. So thanks. Yeah, I couldn't man. agree more, John. Uh, <laughs> that was a, it, it was hard to hit that upload button last Monday night at 2 in the morning, whenever that was. But... Um, that's the perfect time to listen to that. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Uh, he says, uh, it was me who emailed that they were listening after opening uh, with Long Road after you guys had just done that episode. Uh, not that I need another mention on the podcast, even when I don't get an email read. <laughs> Did we not read an email? For John? I, yeah. Pr- I mean, probably. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's my fault too. Um, yeah, not on purpose, right? We just, man. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of emails, but it's hard to get them all in, and and you can't please everybody. Sure. Um, so we're sorry, John. But he was laughing too. So he's being cool. Yeah, yeah, he's being cool about it. We're not. We're not. We're whatever. We're good, John. You're good. Uh, he says Carlos was nice enough to mention me. Oh, driving the stake oh, in. That's, that's oh man, we gave him a pass. Oh, right, and then he was that's like, "That's why we read it. We, we were we were getting we were killing two emails with one there with Carlos." Go. Yeah. Uh, he said he's getting well over 100 live shows from '90 through 2016. If you guys want a copy of what I sent him, let me know. I might be uh, down with that. He says, uh, referring to London, he says, sucks that Ed lost his voice. They should know better than to play four shows in five days or whatever it was. And I agree with John on that. That's, um, for, for a band that, like, pushes that hard, mm-hmm. um, I totally agree with that. But uh, going to be playing from Rocking Cheers if they don't watch it. He says, off to go find a YouTube clip of Untitled from the other night. John. Thanks, John. Oh, yeah. And I, I'll say it again. Yeah, I totally agree with the. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of energy for for Pearl Jam shows in five days. That's mm-hmm. I wear anybody. Yeah. Out. Yeah. What you got next? Neil, this is Neil is is old school. Mm-hmm. Remember Neil Hansen? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Neil, uh, Bradlington's OG emailer, but it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) You could drop that in, too, but I wasn't going to go there. (laughs) We'll see. Okay. You going to (laughs) clap? No. That's how I... (laughs) That's how I know if it's going to happen or not. (laughs) If I do the clap? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) 
However, I just had to write in after forty after episode forty seven, the B and B experience. Really enjoyed hearing the recap of Kate's experience at the Amsterdam show. But being forty seven years old and having grown up with the Brady Bunch, I have to bring this up. <laughs> and dude, I'm glad he did. This I, is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, Blazek, you really messed up that Brady Bunch <laughs> reference. <laughs> I love you, kid, but you fucked it up. Yeah. You said Jan sees fireworks when she meets someone from the monkeys. It was Marsha, not Jan, who met Davy Jones from the monkeys. Also, (laughs) there were no fireworks involved. (laughs) The Brady Bunch fireworks you're thinking of are when Bobby kissed the girl who might have had the mumps. Wow. So, right here, you can drop, drop that. Okay. Little clip. I didn't come here to see Cindy. I came to see you. Me? What for? To thank you for making that boy stop teasing me in school today. You're very brave. Oh, it wasn't anything. It was too, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> Bobby, what's wrong? Huh? I'm not sure. Millicent, you gotta promise something. You gotta promise you'll never tell anybody in the whole world what just happened. Why not? Because if my brothers find out, I'll be ruined for life. <laughs> promise? Okay, I promise. Thanks. It'll be our secret. Nobody else will ever know. Uh, dude, I looked that up and yeah. listened to it, and it just, the sound effects are so great. <laughs> Like when she actually kisses him and he's like, wah, 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 or whatever that <laughs> noise is. Yeah, yeah. And then they play, and then the fireworks. Oh, man, I was dying. And I, you know, I went down like a, a YouTube rabbit hole for like 45 minutes of just Brady Bunch clips. Mm hmm. You know? I'm happy for you, bud. Ma, you know, you know what mom always says <laughs> don't what? play ball in the house. You remember that episode? No. Where they're up, they're upstairs in uh, in the, one of the bedrooms, and they throw they're like passing a, a basketball to each other. Yeah. And it like it get the way I think from Peter, but um, and it bounces down the stairs and it like hits some kind of um, vase, and they're like, "Oh no, mom's favorite vase!" And Bobby's like, "Mom always says, don't play ball in the house." You don't remember Bra- this? No, I don't remember it. Did you? Wa- I thought you told me last week you watched the Brady Bunch. I have watched the Brady Bunch. Yes, I was not like a. You didn't watch it like every day, like school, summer, summer, summer break from school. Like that's all I did was watch the Brady Bunch. I was always outside, or mm. playing guitar or drums or something. Oh, I've I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> my life <laughs> that's where i went wrong i watched the fucking brady bunch oh man i i mean i uh all the game shows yeah no I that's mean, like all i did game shows brady bunch i mean man. i remember that i liked uh what was it called press your luck oh yeah no, no whammy no whammy no whammy no, no yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, that was awesome! I love that one. Game shows. I don't really twenty five thousand dollar pyramid with Dick yeah, Clark. I remember that. I just didn't really watch that stuff. I don't think. Really? Yeah. Fucking. Um, <coughs> uh, what's the one with the wheel? Wheel of Fortune. 
Well, no, I watched that too. That was on at night, though. What's the one with the wheel? wheel my dad, my dad, like knew Pat Sajak growing up. Yeah, like he was he was friends with like my some of my uncles. Okay. I think it, my dad was friends with like Pat Sajak's brother. Okay, but like they knew each other growing up. That's weird. That's. <laughs> No, like the cool. fuck, dude. The like biggest game. Sh- What's the um the comedian that does it now? Uh, fuck. Oh, you know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking no, about. No, no. Glasses. Yeah. Yes. Kind of bigger guy. Well, he lost a lot of weight. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, what is that show? What is can... that show? How do we not know that show? It's like the biggest fucking spin the wheel. Oh, Price is Right? A new car. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Gotcha. God. That, that was going to okay. kill me. Anyway. All right. All right. Tangenttown.com. <laughs> yes, I'm a nerd. That and was... we're back to Neil's email, <laughs> yes, by the way. we're back to Neil's that email. That wasn't you just Brad B. randomly <laughs> right, saying, right. yes, I'm a nerd. But, but yes, I am a nerd, too. That's true. You Other just riffed that, on great... Brady Bunch. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like the Brady Bunch? Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Pork chop, shinapashash. Remember that episode? <laughs> You're killing me right now, dude. <laughs> all right. Uh, other than that, great episode as always. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Good to hear from a good to hear from an uh, a older listener. He was he was one of the first two. Yep. He was yeah. So cool, very cool. Sent in one of my favorite intros as well. I always think uh, what was his. If you uh, if you don't you're if you don't you're dead inside. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> not only what he said, but just it's his just so his delivery dead. was perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think like you know we're talking about we're almost at fifty episodes. Like I wonder some of these older older listeners like if they just were like nah I'm good I'm done you know so it's cool to hear from dudes. Yeah, man. Uh oh god. Wow. Next up. <laughs> yeah. Jason a, Barker. Speaking speaking of an OG. <laughs> He's back. <clears throat> yes. Oh, it starts up. Oh yeah, here you go. Um it says, "What's up, you beautiful bastards? Damn, I've missed emailing <laughs> back and forth with you two. A tragic black hole in my soul of souls, but I'm back to listening again. Work has settled and life is back to normal, which means some aggressive SPT pottery." You guys are evolving brilliantly, uh, just through 40-plus episodes, and you guys keep it fresh and jubilant. There have been a lot of positive refinements with how you get through your content with music clips and attention to your notes. You're graduating through the podcast life cycle with straight A's. Never stop the nerdery. PJ (laughs) is forever. I love that line. And you know why? Because he spelled it with the number four. Just, yeah, and and, and Eva. Yeah, uh, inside, inside inside joke. I get it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. not really gonna comment. <laughs> did you? Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see that? Were you like? Oh, yeah, yeah shit. I meant to text you about it earlier. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, not really gonna comment today on the episodes. Just a bit, maybe. Loved the Blazers' <laughs> brain cloud on Midnight Cowboy. Loved Lions editing. Was psyched for a double episode of Night 1 and Night 2 of PJ20 in Alpine Valley, but it was all right that you reviewed the movie instead. And we are going to do both those nights, yeah, by definitely. the way. So, yeah. 
It's on our list. Um, singles, Riot Act, and Merkin uh, slash Mirrorball banged off real well. But shit, boys, I'm worried that you guys are going to burn through albums and top- topics so fast that you'll be recycling before you make it a year. Uh, I think we got some time. Don't you? Yeah. We still got a couple more yeah. albums to do. Oh, yeah. But he's right. Mm-hmm. It does every once in a while I think about it. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't, you know, I thought that people wouldn't be too into, like, show review episodes. Yeah, I was actually shocked by that, too. But people seem to like them. Yeah. No, we've got, and we've got other stuff we haven't even touched yet. So I think we're good mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, yeah. He said, oh, Super Neato, seeing two listeners meet up in another country for PJ Revelry. Trey Cool. Later skaters, Jay out. Um, he says, if I ever figure out how everyone is recording their intros, I might, I may just submit one myself. Well, if you're listening right now, Jason Barker or anyone else, uh, most people, I mean, a couple people have gotten a little, uh, techie with it, but really it's just any kind of voice memo app on your phone. Just talk into it and then email it, share it, send it to us and we'll take care of it. Brad will sprinkle that lion's magic on it yeah, dude. and make it pop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who you got next? Uh, Mike Gibson, who he wrote in last week and called us the A.J. Bradlingtons, <laughs> and we, we didn't know what that was, and now we know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he says, holy shit, you two are too funny. A.J. is just a typo. I have fat-ass fingers and a small laptop. I'm just. Uh, I am just going to keep throwing them in though, because American jerkoffs made me laugh insanely loud on the flight to Milan. <laughs> now I have two more hours with seventy-eight people that think I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Glad we the can help is, you. Okay, so AJ was a typo. Yeah. What What was it supposed to say? <laughs> That's, he didn't say what he was actually trying That's to say. That's true. Well, I think it was. I just assumed that the A and the J just weren't supposed to be there. Mm. Oh, it just like all smashed together with yeah. his fat fingers. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. Hey, his words. His words. His, his words. Love you, Mike. Um, he says Canada wise Timbits or donut holes, Rush sucks, and maple syrup belongs on everything. Uh, Cheers. AJ Gents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we accidentally got a new nickname. Dude, Rush sucks. Yep. No, no they don't dude. suck. <laughs> they don't no. suck. No. And Mike is from Canada, right? Yeah. I mean, oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Who does. Ah. Does it really uh, bum you that, that bad that someone that doesn't like hurt. Rush? No. Oh, okay. No. Good. I, I just I like those dudes so much. Really? Rush? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like yeah. you're a really big fan? Yeah, I'd say I'm a pretty yeah, Like how often do you listen to them? Um I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I mean I can't put a number on it. I don't know. I listen to her every once in a while. I get a get a get a itch a couple times itching. a month? Once a week? Shh. Maybe once a month. Okay. Dude, I mean, there's so much to listen to. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. All right, fair you enough. You know what? I haven't listened to him in a while, so I'm probably going to I'm probably going to I mean, I'm not dogging it. <clears throat> I'm going to send you I'm going to send you some some songs to get into. Okay. 
Well, I'll, try, I'll, I'll give it an honest listen again. We'll try it out. All right. Well, was that all the emails for this week? Uh, yes. Yeah, man. Yes, it was. Right on. Thank you, everybody, Thanks, for everyone. writing in. Uh, Timbits. Timbits. Oh, you know, we did um, uh, Jeff Gray wrote in simply uh-huh. Timbits. <laughs> That was oh the, yeah, that was the only thing, right? And it, well, and then it just said for the win, and then he put uh, hashtag blessed, hashtag Isle calf, hashtag social misunderstandings, hashtag Canadians, hashtag AJ Bradlingtons. <laughs> Did you say <laughs> hashtag? What'd you say? Half calf? Isle, Isle calf, dude. Oh, Isle calf. That's, gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I stand, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's your move. <laughs> um, and Pete had sent in. We had, I think we read Pete's um, email on last week's show, and he said that um, he mentioned that at night two, Eddie, we were talking about, you know, Eddie throwing out tambourines and Janan got one. But on night two um, of Amsterdam, he fucking, like, crowd surfed, like, 10 rows back. To give somebody a tambourine, yep. because you know if he threw it that far, it's gonna, it's gonna get ate up. So he like jumped into the crowd and surfed all the way out to this person. Right. And we didn't talk about that last week. I just it, kind of forgot about it. But I thought, yeah, we had we we really needed to mention that. Yeah. Because that was pretty awesome. It's pretty badass. And uh, one last thing, Jeff and Mike swapped guitars on "Rocking in the Free World." Oh hell yeah! We were, we were talking about that, yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's badass. You just gotta mix so. it up sometimes. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right then. Well, let's get into the topic of the week. We're gonna be mm. covering. I've always called it. I mean, that's not the official thing, but I've always called it the Alive EP. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's the Alive single, and specifically, um, the Japanese version. Because I feel yes. like a lot of people have that one. You and I both have that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it covers. I don't know. What you want? Want to start mm-hmm. off with any basic facts on it? Or are there really any to talk about? Well, I, so it's hard to find. Um, like the release date was June of '92 for the for Alive as a single. Right. But I don't know if that means like in America or like if it happened simultaneously. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm assuming it was around June of 92. Um, the cover is like the famous stick man that Jeff drew. Yeah. Um, and it's got a live, like in between his, his feet. Yeah. Um, and just like on a personal note, this is the, the, I took this booklet, the CD booklet to the tattoo shop. When I got my tattoo. Oh, cool! And that just—that's what you used. Know, that's what I used. Nice. Because I've got the poster, the same the poster, but it's huge. Yeah, I obviously. had the poster I and can't. the shirt when I was a kid. Yeah, I've got the shirt. Uh, still got it. Amanda wore it to Wrigley 2013. Oh, really? And my son Shane wore it to the Lexington show. That's cool. Twenty six sixteen. So hell yeah, man. Doesn't really fit me so much anymore. I'm looking at it right now here in the studio. Oh, it's in there. Yeah, yeah man. I got a lot of memories with that stick man. 
It's funny. I mm-hmm. didn't. I don't think I've ever thought about it until just now, really. But um, yeah, obviously, I was at this time. I like this EP too because it's from a nostalgia perspective. Because this was like a really exciting time. Music was still really kind of fresh and new mm-hmm. to me in a way, and exciting yeah. to like find new yeah. stuff. And you know, I was probably like. How old was I in 92? That would have made me 13, 14, something like that. Holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> what year were you born? 78. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 14. <laughs> <sighs> Math. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, But I was buying so any kind of like CD single I could find or, you know, going all to, to all the like bootleg CD stores and trying right. to find all the imports and... Um, it's amazing how many that I still have. You know what I mean? That I didn't yeah. just yeah. throw away over time or whatever. But yeah. I think I kind of always knew Pearl Jam was always going to be around for me. You know what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't ever. Th- they didn't ever feel like one of those bands where you kind of deep down you're like, I probably won't listen to them like for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> yeah, but I it's mean, cool it, right it, now. You know what I mean? It's the music. Just these songs just sound important the first time you hear them. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I do think it's one of those things where whether you like it or not, it they like demand your attention. Yeah, you can't. I don't. And it's, feel like you can just ignore it. Really, it's kind of cool because these versions are a little bit different than like what you hear on the CD. And oh, yeah. listening to this EP the last few days to get ready for the show, it kind of brought back like those memories mm-hmm. of what I felt when I heard these songs because I don't know that I've heard these versions in a long time, you know? Sure. So that was that was pretty cool. That's but, typically yeah. the only version of Evenflow that I listen to, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Um, well, I guess we haven't well, mentioned... I, oh, go ahead. I usually listen to, like, Apple Music or my iPod, and mm-hmm. those are, like, the CD versions. Right. So... I, mean, we, I think you were just about to get into how these are a little bit different versions. Yeah, totally. And, uh, well, first of all, one observation about this that I'm not the first one to make, I'm sure. But um, this is cool, too, because it's a little time capsule that contains performances from three out of the five Pearl Jam drummers. Right? So you've Because you've got <clears throat> this version of Alive, and we'll kind of, like, break each one down a little bit in just a few, but the live version of a live from the music video right and mm-hmm. that's when matt chamberlain was filling in between cruson and abruzis because they hadn't found abruzis yet chamberlain was the one that recommended him and then you've got even flow that was re-recorded because it's funny every drummer they have they say this about even flow i feel like but they never really felt like they captured even flow and if you've done we might have talked about it on this show but Supposedly, they did, at least from stuff I've heard with interview stuff with uh, Dave Cruzen, like a lot of takes, like 50 takes of Even Flow, mm-hmm. and still never felt right. like they got it right. Yeah. And then Dave Abruzzese comes in, and then I remember hearing an interview with Jeff where he was like, oh, f- you know, Even Flow makes sense now. But then I've also heard him them say that, like, even flow was just never right until Cameron came on. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. I don't know what it is with that song in them, but it seems like it's always been a battle for them. 
um, yeah. from the drummer's standpoint. So that's Aperzees, and then you have Wash, <clears throat> which was an outtake from the Ten Sessions, so that's Cruisin, and then we're back to Aperzees again with Dirty Frank, so. Yeah. It's pretty, that's a pretty cool, like, fact about this little EP here. Yeah, and it's so obvious, or to me anyway, that it's three different drummers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause oh, they're, yeah. they're well-known, all of those drummers are well-known, and they all have completely different vibes. Yeah. You know? I mean, Matt Chamberlain, for people that don't know, is like fucking cream of the crop session player guy and has been and for, that, for the last 20 years. That brings up another question. Has Matt Chamberlain been on any other releases besides like live or bootleg stuff? Like any kind of studio B-side stuff? B-side? or Yeah. No, he was never in the studio with him. From what I understand, he re- he only did like a handful of shows right. before the proper yeah. tour started, right? And they needed a drummer for the live video, um, because obviously Chamberlain, I think it was through that that Chamberlain recommended Dave A. So, right. Anyway, well, well we can we dig in? Or let's you talk. Something? Let me talk about the like the booklet and the packaging mm-hmm. real quick before we go into track by track because again it is it is interesting i know it's just an ep or some people call it a single but i mean this thing is like it's like a full on cd yeah you know it comes in a, a regular cd jewel case it's not the real thin like single one um the booklet the booklet is like what 12 pages yeah, um, so. it's twelve pages. It's got uh, you open it up. It's got like the um, credits for each song. I miss and all that, that stuff. so much about CDs and yeah, vinyl. Yeah, I know. Um, and dude, the stick man is all over this thing. <coughs> I yeah, mean, he, he's like yeah. the CD has a bunch of them on there. This this credit page has them like floating all over. I think they kind of got. Um, sick of the stick man, like they didn't want to have a, something symbolizing Pearl Jam. Right? Did you ever get that feeling? Because huh. it seemed like in like in those days, like the stick man was everywhere. Yeah, it was. And then it seemed like you didn't see it ever. You know? Yeah, I think part of that though is that like I think it's just kind of an uh, a symbol or an icon that you attach with this new new band that was like getting huge really fast right because yeah they've cycled through i mean obviously the art the visual representation is important to these guys because oh, yeah. they're super hands-on with it mm-hmm. and i think it's more just that they they it's always something different does it make sense mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah i don't think it the stick man got any more or less time it, you know, as far as artwork it was, goes, it was us. We. <laughs> it's just how we perceive it. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. That's the first thing you yeah. think of when they right. when they first started out. Yeah. But um, the, it's interesting. There is uh, lyrics, like lyrics yeah, sheet for each song. Which, if you look in ten, uh, these are all like printed out. But in in the ten booklet, they're very like. kind of like artsy like pulled from a notebook some of those lyrics are just like five words like a word from each verse you know what I mean sure but this is like full on the full 
lyrics for each song, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, like I said, I was always a fan of the liner notes, the the yeah. which included the lyrics and any artwork that was in. You know, I love that shit. They have the lyrics in Japanese. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's half. And they have like English, a half Japanese. Yeah. No, it's oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then there's like some kind of biography in Japanese. Yeah. And there's a and then kind of like in just a random thing. The last page is another version of the Dirty Frank lyrics. They're like Eddie's handwritten. Yeah. But it's like, well, where's, like, because I'm so anal. I'm like, well, where's the other three songs lyrics? (laughs) You mean in this booklet? Yeah. I'm looking at them right here. What are you talking about? No. That's, I'm saying like Dirty Frank in the back. Like Dirty Frank is. Oh, you mean the handwritten version. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then this is like, and then just dude, just can you you got it in front of you? Open it up to the middle to this picture. The picture, yeah, I'm looking the at picture, it right now, dude. They fucking look. <clears throat> you know what they look like? They look like Metallica on the Injustice for All back cover, like just the baddest, meanest motherfuckers. Yeah, they're all looking pretty serious. Like Eddie, Eddie's even got his fist clenched. Yeah. Like, he's ready to fucking fight. It's All right, here's the funny thing. For you, those of you guys that can't see, so it's it's a shot of the band, and it goes from left to right. It's Dave A next to Eddie, which I find funny. Uh, <laughs> That's why it's Fisser Collection. <laughs> right. And then Stone in the middle, but he's, like, taking a soccer knee. And then uh, Jeff A and then McCready. Now... <laughs> the three on the left, Dave A, Eddie, and Stone, look pretty fucking boss. Pretty, like, yes. don't fuck with me. Right. Now, Jeff <laughs> and Mike have that look on their face, but you could never take them seriously because of what they're wearing. I mean, Mike yes. has got a fucking, some sort of leather jacket on, but not the cool kind. Or maybe it just doesn't work with his outfit because he's got no, fucking like- jorts on. Right, it's like and a members a, his, only a white jacket. Pearl Jam Stickman T-shirt, his own band, tucked right. into the jorts, <laughs> and then we're talking some like half high, white athletic socks, and you can't see his shoes, but um, and you've got, you know, I don't know, uh, Jeff is rocking some like I just got out of basketball practice, but I'm also. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I play lacrosse, but I'm also right. a little like a, into reggae and Rasta. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on. And here. his and he's got his arms crossed. Arms crossed. Yeah, he looks like a soccer mom that is like, <laughs> "Come on, you guys, do you want ice cream?" Or yeah, not? he's like the weird he, soccer mom, yes, like the yeah. kind of hippie <laughs> yes. soccer mom. Yeah, he's wearing the classic Jeff Ament. Like, oh yeah, dude. Rasta hat with the stripes. whatever that thing is, that giant yeah. bag yeah. on his head. <laughs> Looks like he just he grabbed some woman's purse and emptied it out and just stuck it on his head. <laughs> Your mom's purse is <laughs> literally on Jeff's head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but take yeah. your mom's purse, think about that, and then imagine it on Jeff's head. That's what it is. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I hope they hear this. oh god but yeah there's a uh on the the actual jewel case 
I wish they had that picture. The the there's the blur a picture, picture. on Yeah, it's blur very, very early nineties. Yeah. Like let's get the band, let's get them in black and white, and let's blur it up. Standing outside of a warehouse. Yeah, it's the same. If you look, dude, it's the same like photo shoot because yeah. they got the same, same clothes, clothes on. on. But it's but you know what I'm looking at too. <laughs> Jeff now has sunglasses on, but he has the same look on his face. He hasn't and I changed think his, poses. He, he just did the same spot it. the whole the exactly. whole photo shoot. He did look at. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, he was like, nope, I'm not moving. And someone just right. walked up with some sunglasses and laced, yeah. like, at least do this. Oh, but look the rest how of sh- them. Hold on a second. Look how short uh, Stone's shorts are. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can't, in the other picture, you I can't tell he's in shorts because he's taking the, right, the soccer knee. But yeah. um, I don't think you oh, can. That's funny. No, yeah, you can nah, see the bare really. leg there. Yeah. You can see some stone it, leg. <laughs> oh, God. Dave A is laughing. Like, Dave A has his classic fucking like I am having the time of my life smile yeah. on his face. I have no idea so, I'm about to get kicked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Poor Dave A. Oh, uh, last little but, or I don't know if you're done or not, but I do like how if you take the um the booklet and on the back of the booklet, it's it's a black booklet. But mm-hmm. on the back, it's got the stick man again. Right. But in black. The, yeah, it's black on black. So it's a the the back is matte, like a matte finish. But then in glossy is the the black stick man. And yeah. if you've looked at if you're in the the tin club, the fan club, and um, you've looked at next or this year's, I don't mm-hmm. uh, I quite understand how that works. This, this year's yeah, fan club shirt. It's yes. those in black. Uh, in like a rectangle across the chest all the way down except for the very first one is red and it's a black t-shirt it's pretty yeah. fucking cool i can't wait it to get is that, that is a cool fucking shirt yeah um do you do you still have the little like insert thing that goes around the spine no you remember like the all i this like every um what do you call this import yeah Imports always had this like weird little strip of paper that like wrapped around. Oh, I'm sure I the, just threw that away. The, the spine. <laughs> well, okay, I still have mine. <laughs> Is it because, <laughs> Brad? Are you a, a hoarder? Yes, a little bit. Much. A little bit. I'm in. My, you would think I was a hoarder if you looked at my car. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll clean it out before the Chicago I've, trip. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, before a natural trip. I've, uh, well, you don't have to ride with me in that. That doesn't matter. I'm riding solo on oh, that one. That's like my favorite part about seeing you. Riding around in the car? Yeah. Just holding hands and talking? Yeah. Listening to Black on repeat? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or when Mankind comes on and you start singing. I mean, we've never I'm done that the, before. But in the car. <laughs> no. Well, just once. <laughs> Maybe twice. <laughs> don't, like, yeah, don't ruin this for me, Brad Lyons. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's kind of yeah, track through this track. a little bit. So first off, we've got the live version of Alive.
I mean, for some people, this was the uh, the first time they heard the song. It wasn't even the record yeah. version, you know? Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember this black and white video. And, God, 92? Was that yeah. back in the day? I guess, do you remember Dial MTV? Oh, yeah. Well, it was 1-800-DIAL-MTV, right? Uh, yeah. That was the original, so. like, kind of, like, call-in... Yeah. Top ten show thing before yeah. it turned into the, all that like Carson Daly TRL, TRL bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, oh god, I was just thinking about Real World too. True story. Yeah, dude. Was that Real World <laughs> or? Oh yeah, Road Rules. Yeah, that was the other one. Oh, god. Road Rules. Fucking hey man. I never got into Road Rules. Yeah. That was like they took like real world people and. Like they had they just a, like put them in like, a camper, basically, didn't they? Right, and they had to do like special, it's like a scavenger hunt type yeah, thing. Yeah, and people got famous for it. Mm. Look at where look where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, you and I are on the air. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah we're not famous. No, I'm just saying. Never mind. Um, <laughs> did you like this version, yeah. or did you? Oh. Like, do you categorize stuff like this? Because you listen to a lot of boots. Mm-hmm. Because um, for me, I think this version of Alive is what would pop into my head more often than the record version. And I don't know why that uh, is. I, no, I mean, I, I, when I hear the song, like in my head, I hear the 10 version. But I do remember, I must have seen the video after I had the album for a while, because I remember thinking, like, this sounds weird. Like, why does this sound different? Yeah. And obviously, it's because it's the live, it's a live version. But and I a remember, different drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Which that remember, makes a huge difference. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen that they're using a live version for their official video. Yeah. Does that I makes sense. Yeah. It just kind of shows how principled they were from the beginning. I think, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. there's like that. I think it was with Ricky Rackman on headbangers ball or something like that. And of course, of course this is right before they released Jeremy, but he literally asked him, I think they have it in PJ 20. Um, so you can't see yourself, in, you know, doing some big like concept, narrative type video, and they're just like, "Oh man, we just play live," <laughs> and then they yeah. like made yeah. one of the most recognizable concept right. videos <laughs> yeah. in the history yeah. of music videos. But, yeah, um, yeah. See, because that's the other good thing. I'll, I'm gonna go on my my uh, liner notes rant again, but mm-hmm. it tells you, you know, it was recorded live on August third in '91. Um, at Rock Candy, Seattle, Seattle, Washington. My daughter's birthday, by the way. Amanda, shout out to Amanda. August 3rd, huh? Yeah. So 1991. <clears throat> it says it was produced by... I wonder if they're giving album credit because this is a single, because it says produced by Pearl Jam and, uh, and Rick Parisher, but this is a live mm. recording. So they must yeah. be... There must be some loophole with that, where because it's a single, even though it's not that recording, he still gets credit for it. Right. Weird. Well, and mixed by Tim Palmer, uh, he was 
He mixed 10, right? I think so. No. I think I thought Rick Pearsher produced and mixed it, but I could be totally wrong. I'm probably totally know. wrong. Oh, you know what? Maybe. I don't know. But Brett Eliason is like a really, I don't know if he was at the time, but he's a really well-known engineer, and he got credited right. for engineering it. So uh, it's a nice little five-minute version of Alive. So then we've got uh, the re uh, Oh, God. Let me say this. Did you just drop something? Yeah. <laughs> the ten, what, what is it you're going to say? The 10 CD. Um, Matt Chamberlain was on drums. We've said that. But mm-hmm. Dave A. was in the crowd for that show. That oh, was really? like the day he came up from Texas. Oh, shit. And apparently Alive was like the only song that he had heard by these guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was in the crowd for that show. Crazy. Yeah. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Nice little tidbit. All right. Uh, speaking of Dave A. Let's Tim, Tim bit. Nice little Tim bit. Boom. <laughs> Call back. All right, uh, we've got the re-recorded version of Even Flow. So it looks like... Um, which makes total sense because of how it sounds. Uh, this version of Even Flow was produced by Rick Parisher as well. It says. I don't think that's right. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. That. I what? just dropped something the, a second ago. Yeah. That was me literally dropping the 10 CD. Like, because. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking in the liner notes for 10. Produced by Pearl Jam and Rick Parisher, yep. mixed by Tim Palmer for World's End America Incorporated. Perfect. Which is exactly what it says in this Alive booklet. Yeah. So sounds that like they're getting. Right. No, they're they're getting credit. <gasps> you know, it could be right though because this is in '91, way before they met Brendan, and they probably just went back to their producer to like. No, even flow the re-recorded. Sorry, version? I was going back to Alive, no. but. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, the re-recorded version wasn't that done in that London Bridges studio. That was the they did Dirty Frank and Even Flow and something else. The uh, Breath and State of Love and Trust, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it says it in here. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> We'll have to do a little bit more research on it because I didn't really think about that till just now. So, yeah, uh, I well, had always thought that once they did ten, they didn't work with Rick Parisher anymore. Now I'm not I obviously I'm not talking about Wash so and Dirty Frank, but what's that? Okay, or I didn't Washington. think so either. So, I kind of always thought that Dirty Frank and Even Flow were maybe Brendan, but I guess not. I'm just stupid. I've been wrong all these we're, years. We're bad. We're bad Pearl Jam fans. Yeah, we are. We're the worst. Well, you need to you need to find out for our Brennan O'Brien episode. Oh yeah, I can't wait to do that. Oh, I know. This is again. This is this version of Even Flow. I'm gonna like I said before. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this on before the record version. I do too. 
Like if I make um, mixes or playlists or whatever, and I want you to mm-hmm. flow on it, this is what I put on. Well, this is the now this this is the opposite of alive. This was like my introduction to Pearl Jam was the video for Even Flow. Right. And that's like when I hear it, that's the version I hear because this one is a little different, not just the drums, which we'll get to the drums in a minute, but like the end, the beginning has that wow. <laughs> I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um and the end has that like I died, I died, you walked by. Yeah, it's our outro. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, that is not on the album. Mm-mm. So, but in my head, I always remember that because Eddie is like falling in the video. Right. He falls down at that point. Yeah. So, um, and they also do the little like that part of the song is like there's like a as Clint would say there's like a trash can outro with the drums. Oh yeah, yeah. And again, that's not on the album. The album it just just ends. <laughs> Tell us how the album version ends. It's just, you know, <laughs> even flow. <laughs> That's how it ends. So, God. but okay, let's get into this, dude. Okay. Dave A. Yeah. Dave A. Uh, I, I mean, I love Cruising. He's great. 10 is a great album. This version is fucking phenomenal. I and agree. I did this. I did this like three times today. I listened to both of them. I listened to all three. I listened to. The 10 version, the Dave A version, and the Brennan O'Brien remixed 08 version. Right. Like, I would listen to all three back to back. And Dave A is just a fucking beast. He's a monster, man. He is so... I don't say this in a bad way, but he is so fucking busy on the hi-hats and his (laughs) splashes and his cymbals. It's just... It just adds so much to the song. Yeah, he taught me a lot about, uh, I guess, that you don't have to use just toms for fills. Mm-hmm. You get, like you're, when you're younger, you, you, you think in the real basic terms of like, okay, I do a fill and it probably starts in the snare and rolls down the toms and then you end it with a cymbal crash and the kick drum, you know? And he's just like, fuck that. I'm just going to like hit two crashes on eighth notes with just the kick. Um, he does that in Vitology and it's just so much more because it brings this tension you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's just yeah. noise those symbols just kind of like washing um, just like the way to be dynamic with that yeah you know well that's what I notice is like again I'm not shitting on Dave Cruzen, but he There's pretty just, much plays he, he plays like a straight beat all the way through and when Dave A plays, it's like he builds up to the chorus, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he'll play the first verse. More dynamic. Right. Yeah. It's it's just, man. Well, and it, they're just two different drummers. They're both... Right. I would say they're right. both groove drummers, but mm-hmm. the thing that, about Dave A is that he's got this, like, uh, punk energy to him. This really hard-hitting, you know, seems like he doesn't give a fuck, but really what he's pulling off is pretty, can be pretty technical, you know what I mean? Yeah. And really thoughtful. Yeah. Well, it's like he does not leave any 
note unturned. You know what I mean? That, sure. That's what I'm saying about he's so busy on those symbols. Like there is no, there's no like space to put any more notes in there. He's he's doing like double time on his hi hats. He's hitting the splashes in between. You know? Sure. It's just and it just sounds really cool. And it's super tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been a real shot in the arm, just stylistically. To and again, I think it's just one of those things that was it was in the cards. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. needed a drummer with a ton of energy at that time. I really yeah. think that's one of the things that kind of propelled them. You know? Mm-hmm. So now, now you've done it. Dave A is my favorite drummer. <laughs> right. Until you get in your car <laughs> or something and right. put on, yeah. you know, tin right. or something Jack did, and like, oh yeah. fuck, now he's the best. Yeah. Player. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on just really kind of like unique or special. I mean, the, about this version, other than the obvious change with drummers, but yeah. Um, well, just like I said, this was used in the video. Yeah. Which again, it's like it sounds slightly different than the album, and it goes back to what you were saying about it's it's like a treat to buy this single and get different versions of these songs. If you're enough of a fan, you you have 10. Sure. And you probably if you're a big enough fan to buy the single, they're they're treating you by saying, "Look, we already know you have the 10 version of Alive and the 10 version of Evenflow. We're going to give you something a little bit different." Yeah. And that's something that I just love that they do so much. Well, and, yeah, and geeks like me really do want that. Like I yeah, I want the the live version that I would hear on MTV. You know, mm-hmm. with that drummer, yeah. I want a copy of that. You know, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's move uh, into the, the Dave Cruson territory here, and the song number three on this little EP is "Wash." Another cool outtake from um, the Tin Sessions. Speaking of, you know, so it's cruising on this one. And to me, mm-hmm. this is a perfect example of what's great about cruising is a song like this. I, I yes. love the drums on this version. Yeah. I don't think anyone else ever pl- quite played it the same. For me, cruising's the fucking king on this song, you know? Yeah. Well, this is the opposite of even flow. You want somebody that's more laid back and subdued to be playing the song. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need someone to be showing off. Yeah, on just the musicality. I mean, and Dave A was really musical as well. I mean, he proved that in a few different ways. You know, going from like what we what we just talked about with even flow in this version of it to you know him just sitting with like a tambourine and a shaker or something like that. Um, for a song like Indifference, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah, knows yeah. how to show restraint and be super chill and, and musical, but the I just feel like Dave K's groove on this song, he was the best fit for this song, you know? This is one of those drive around and be, 
you know, super emotional, and I loved this right. song. God. You know, I've, I've told you before, but I did not love this song when I first heard it. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you feel now? Uh, yeah, I like it now. Do you like the fast version of it? Um, it's all right. I don't oh, hate it. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's just, um, it's it sounds better slow. To yeah, be honest. I agree. It's kind of it's kind of a cool little novelty that they played it fast. Yeah, but I, even though I didn't like this song at first, I prefer this version of it. What is it that doesn't? blow your hair back it's just it's so slow mm. so like the lyric doesn't make up for it or I just mean, the sound or the vibe yeah the vibe is just so like slow and de- depressing kind of and you know oh you mean all the things that I love about it <laughs> yes yes dude I'm but that was that was when I was dude I was 17 yeah sure you want me to say it what I was, I'm metal, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're not metal. At that time in my life, I was like, it's, you know, if it's... Oh, God, like, the, that, was it around the time of those pictures that you posted? Yeah. Of yes. You? Yes. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. yeah, that was right around that time. That's when I was just like, I need, I need to rock. I don't need to like fall asleep. That was a pimp, Brad B. That's what that was. <laughs> but now that I'm older and fatter and more laid back, like yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I'm whole man. I'm really, you know, I've just gotten older and fatter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, normally someone you would think they would be like, I'm getting older and wiser. Say something positive, you know. Right. The positive yeah, side of getting me. older, but you're like, I'm mm-hmm. older, fatter. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Um, well, I guess maybe that's uh, all we have for Wash then, huh? I didn't realize uh, you that mean, you really weren't a fan of that one. N- yeah. Uh, mm. Not so much. No. Okay. It's fair enough. I like it better these days. I just like, there's a lot of, um, like the chorus that kind of like the the snare crescendo thing into mm-hmm. like that over the bar line kind of fill that happens every time um i don't know i, I like that like the part because it like starts to pick up take off but then it doesn't yeah that's true yeah i like that slow burn though personally mm-hmm um all right cool let's move on to the last one which is track number four uh dirty frank Fun tune. We're back to to Dave A bringing the funk. 
right? Yeah. Kind of like totally. rats and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I was so I was super stoked that the uh, the lyrics were in this one because some of the stuff <laughs> yeah. when, I remember when I was younger I was like I don't know if I'm understanding everything he's saying on some of the rap parts and everything. Right. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, they they've they've admitted that this song was written during the Red Hot Chili Peppers tour mm-hmm. and kind of uh, like homage to those dudes. And it. I mean, it definitely sounds like them from back then. And I remember going to see Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters. Ooh. That was... Foo Fighters kicked the Chili Peppers ass. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't even funny. Um, and I, I fell behind on... Uh, I've been... I don't know. I think I missed two episodes of Metal Up Your Podcast, but was listening mm-hmm. to this week's, which is fine because it's like four hours long, but... Right. Which is not a complaint. <laughs> I was just no, really surprised how long it was. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. Uh, but they reminded me, uh, they were talking about the Foo Fighters documentary, and I had like, I had never watched it. It was kind of like on my list. Oh, dude. Yeah, um, it's I, So good I was stuff. like, oh, fuck that. I got to watch this tonight. So I did. I watched it last night. Yeah. That shit is so good. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Sorry to be Tangent we- City here, but... I would imagine there's got to be some Pearl Jam fans that are also Foo Fighters fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot. I feel like, because they're like a favorite band of mine, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I didn't know about them until watching yeah. that documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, the, I think we talked about it before, but the whole thing about the drummers, like they get into it and there's drama. In that documentary, I loved the shit out of that because yeah, they let these guys say how they felt, mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah. they're like, "Yeah, he's kind of a dick." Yes, and yeah. We all know that, you know. And that was my only problem with with PJ Twenty is I wanted that I agree, yeah, something like that, and that, they just completely washed over it. Yeah, dude, that was my very first thought when they started getting to that part of the documentary and they <laughs> yeah. let him keep talking. Yes. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. And he just went yeah. with it and he wasn't mean spirit or anything. He was just like, that no. fucking sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he <laughs> yeah. probably still hasn't gotten over it. Yeah. Um, but it was totally within Dave's control to not let that be on film. Right. He owns that fucking world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he is the Foo Fighters. And, you know, whether it was a, a play or not, I respect the fact that he let two or three band members say things that weren't the nicest in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And leave it on. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry about that tangent. Where were we? Dirty Frank. Chili Peppers. That's Dirty right. Frank. Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've covered this song before, but um, mm-hmm. I have a ton- I, I've always loved this song, though. It's not necessarily like I seek it out, but... I definitely don't skip it when it comes on, you know. No, it's just fun. It's just a, it's a very fun song, even though the lyrics are pretty dark. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm super. In retrospect, kind of thankful for the the jokier kind of songs that they've put yeah. um, put out for people to consume, or and it. You know, I've, I've said before, I've really kind of softened to the quote-unquote weird tracks that are on some of the albums. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, man, if it, that whole... Some of these records, if for the whole record it was Pearl Jam intensity, 
it's like almost too much. Right. I think it's nice that on a couple of those records, um, like Vitology, which is a super fucking heavy, dark re- record, mm-hmm. I think anyway, you probably needed a couple of little breaks, you know? Yeah. It's made yeah. me look at those things in a different way. Um, oh, what else but you got But again, about? This, this, this is just like, it, it's almost like they could never, I don't think they could ever put this on an album, even though the music is is so good but the lyrics are like this is not like for public consumption but right you're a huge fan and enough that you're gonna buy the single once you've already bought the album to throw to to like find this song you know yeah sure is like such a treat hell (laughs) yeah well i mean i wore this song out oh yeah back then i still pull it up sometimes but i love the guitar work on it they have this weird knack where, you know, like Dirty Frank, Rats, Blood. Um, they have this really, Mike and Stone have a really cool kind of linear way that they play sometimes where they're not really, it doesn't happen all that often. I, th- I think it's the same kind of thing with uh, My Father's Son um, where they're not necessarily like chugging through chords the whole time. They're just like playing some kind of like funk esque type thing, but it's still rock and roll on some of those songs, like the wah pedal in Blood, right? Mm-hmm. That's a in a different context would just be like a real stock kind of wah electric guitar part, but in the context of this like odd time signature punk song, it sounds cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even right. though it's kind of a cheesy move. I feel like it's the same with this song and it kind of like they pull it off because they're not taking it too seriously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tired, Brad. I am tired too, dude. <laughs> I really am. Oh my oh, sorry, God. Sorry, everybody. Just hit me in the last like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Yeah. I heard you checking <laughs> I don't know out what there. Happened. Yeah. I heard you yawn while I was. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I hate it talking through my delirium it's been it's been a long week again yeah dude it's been a good week though yeah just got back from phoenix and flagstaff arizona where i didn't have allergies for four days it was amazing (laughs) now you're back yeah but i I, I stayed in a hotel that smelled like a like it was like a geriatric prison of some sort (laughs) it's like an old people's home or something i don't know those are the best my pillow smelled weird. Ugh. Wait, you don't bring your own pillows? No, I'm not. What? Flying with my own pillows? Mm. I mean, if I go on a road trip, I do. Oh, okay. But I'm not taking a pillow like in my suitcase or on the plane. Oh, I, how would you? How, I couldn't sleep without my own pillow. Just in general, or on a plane? What do you mean? Like, if I was going to fly somewhere for a few days, yeah, I would bring my pillow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I'd don't... Find, I'd, I, fi- I'd find a way. I only do that if I'm, like, taking a road trip, yeah. Because I wouldn't be able to sleep. That's fair enough. So. God, this is so boring. <laughs> this has got to be so boring to listen to right now. What's happening to us, Brad? Oh, no, dude. It's, All right. Because we're recording on a Friday night. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're ready to party. That's what it is. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get this wrapped up so I can go fucking yeah. rage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> nope. <laughs> so I got a bad. <laughs> Am I an old man? Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Nice little one. We've, we'll have another uh, in-depth episode next week. You have anything else, man? Um, should we talk about Patreon? Yeah, we should. Wait, let's talk about one thing real quick. What's that? Uh, Wash and Dirty Frank. Yep. On this Alive EP, mm-hmm. are slightly different than the versions on Lost Dogs. Yes, they are. So I can't I remember what the differences are off the top of my head, but <clears throat> one of them has like a lot of lyrics taken out of it. I think that I was think Dirty, Fr- Dirty, that was Frank. Dirty Frank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I'll have to go listen to those other versions. But again, they're always like, they're always little treats, tricks and treats <laughs> for Pearl Jam fans, super fans. Yes, sir. <laughs> tricks and treats. You said that in such like a Disney sort of way. <laughs> you know, tricks and treats and what's not whatnots. Tricks and treats and whatnots. <laughs> like you're reading a soups. Bedtime story. There's a local commercial here for some place. Like, come on down to the sandwich shop. We've got soups and sandwiches and everything in between. Got a little lisp, huh? Oh, it's so fucking funny, dude. Is it on purpose? No, that's just how the owner talks. Oh, okay. Well, you shouldn't make fun of him, Brad. You're such an asshole. I'm not making fun. Am I making fun? (laughs) Just kidding. No. (laughs) I guess I'm making fun. I don't know. It It sounds funny. Talk to me about Patreon. Patreon is a way for people to support single podcast theory if they can. If you can't, that's awesome too. You support us by listening and yep. sending us emails. But if you want to give a little bit extra, help us, um, you know, get t shirts to give to people. And what else are we doing? Well, travel, help us with travel, travel costs to, to that are going to yeah. be coming up. And- yeah. Um, we're going to travel in just a few days Equipment. to, uh, record an episode. One of these days, what? I'm going to get a, a new microphone and a preamp. Yeah, Is that man. It? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can go to patreon.com, single podcast theory, and there's a couple different kind of tiers on there. Um, but we got two new patrons this week. Yeah, man. And they are Bobby, not Ben, but Bobby English. <laughs> and, and I, he, Bobby posted on the uh, Ten Club on the porch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but his 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 screen name is B English, but it looks like Ben. Oh and yeah. I was like, thanks, Ben. Like. Oh, I think I probably did the same thing. You probably did. And uh, he messaged me. He's like, who the hell's Ben? (laughs) You motherfuckers can't even get my name right. (laughs) I know. I felt so bad. But, I mean, um, I knew when I was typing it, like, Ben. Is it Ben? I think it's Ben. So I'm just like, thanks, Ben. And then as soon as he he messaged me, like, the next day, I'm like, fuck, I knew it was wrong. So... (laughs) Bobby. Shout out to Bobby. Yeah, don't Bobby worry. Bobby English. Bobby, he's Brad's kind of the worst. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad with names. 
Um, and Jason Malugan also is a new patron. Hell yeah, man. So thank you, dudes. Um, and Patreon.com is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Yes, sir. So, and thank you to all of our all of our patrons. We really appreciate that. Yeah, man, for sure. All right. <laughs> you good? Yeah, dude. It's hit that me. was awesome. Sorry, you're, I didn't. Yeah. You're, you're, We're really like selling it, huh? Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to We're get away from this mic as soon as possible. <laughs> the last 10 minutes is just going to be us, like, sleeping, like, falling asleep. <laughs> we didn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I had fun talking to you, Brad, even if I was yeah, low man. on energy. Oh, uh, we should say, too, that when you're hearing this... If you want, go click over to Metal Up Your Podcast because we are on this week's episode with Clint Ethan. So even if you don't like Metallica, you can listen to me and Brad. Well, it'll talk be the about week Metallica. after, right? Because mm. oh, we're recording yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm an idiot. You can cut off something that like out. that. But yeah. they've we been will updating be appearing it. sometime in the future. Would you? You will be appearing on Metal Up Your Podcast either next Monday or the one after. Yeah, yeah. so that's gonna but be a lot yeah. of fun. But hey, listen to today's episode to get yourself ready for when we're on. Yeah, maybe we'll give them some more energy. Yeah, <laughs> than today. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's get out of here. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, I'm Brad Lyons, and I'm Brad Blazik saying I cook them. Just to see the look on their face. Yeah! I was hoping it was going to be Dirty Frank. Yeah. I love guessing every week. Uh, it wasn't going to be Wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Be good. <laughs> How do we have any listeners? I died and you walked by and said, no, I'm dead. I was high. Fuck yeah. Woo!